that's been bothering me for forever. What has? That being so close that it oh, juts out the... all the way over here. Oh, well, you can you can change this and this. I just wanted to change that. You don't have to. So I don't have you to don't unscrew have, anything. You don't have to move this. Yeah, but I can just move it back. Stand. And I could just move it back. You could. You could do that. Yeah. Would you be correct? I don't know. Who's to say? Me. I'm to say. Mm -hmm. And yes, the answer is yes. Welcome to the 71st episode of Beer and Fear. My name is Zach. My name is Paige. This week, we're going to talk about the Cyclops. Cyclops. Cyclopses. Multiple Cyclopsi. Is it Cyclopses? I think it's Cyclopses. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think my story mentions... Cyclops, the plural of Cyclops. We'll get to it. <clears throat> but the Cyclops, I don't know much about the Cyclops. You inspired me because you sent me a funny filter on Snapchat. I was like, that's the topic because I still haven't picked anything. It's literally just a filter because it's like a trend on TikTok right now that you're supposed to try and see if your features match these old paintings. So you're supposed, mm. it's just this little square over the eyes of a painting, and that's where the camera is. And you're supposed to try and fit your eyes and a little bit of your nose to line up with the painting. And instead, I just did one eye. I'm going to try it. It's not going to be under that. It's not going to be on Snapchat? No, it's not going to be under Cyclops. Oh, what will, it, what will it be under? Probably painting or something. I don't know. <laughs> did you get it? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> that's funny. Did I tell you that today, <laughs> one of my favorite troublemakers uh, was jumping on his cot, and he fell and did not catch himself in time, so he hit the side of his face against a shelf, <laughs> what in the world? and has a decent-sized cut on his face that was full-on bleeding. Oh, no. Little fucking idiot. That's They'll terrible. teach him to jump on cots. He had to get a stitch. One singular stitch. Just a stitch. Yeah. Just stitch them right up. Okay. A little dum-dum. How was your week besides uh, children falling on cots? Um, past week. It was fine. <sighs> it worked. <sighs> I feel like I say the same thing every single day. That's adulting. It mostly consists of work. Yeah, man. I worked. Oh, I had a family dinner on Saturday. We went to Maggiano's. Oh she yeah, you told me you had tiramisu. Oh, you told me you had tiramisu. We have tiramisu for you, and it's incredible. You can either decide to eat it now while you're here, or if you want to take a piece home. I'll let you know. Okay, please let me know. Um, yeah, but family dinner on Saturday, and nice. then I um. Maggiano's is pizza, right? Italian food. Mm. Mm -hmm. They are not known for their pizza. Mm. I don't even think they sell pizza. <clears throat> You've never been to Maggiano's? I don't recall. You're a weirdo. They have good food. Very good tiramisu. Um, and then I saw my family again on Sunday and we hung out. Nice. How was it? What about you? Um, oh, 
got uh, I got mod pizza the mm-hmm. other day, um, and Aloha Poke. Oh, Aloha Poke is good. It is good. We I had Poke last night. Oh yeah. Um, was that last night or the night before? I can't remember. All the days are blending together, but Don't they, Aloha is really good. Um, I had it for the first time uh, maybe last week, and <sighs> I'm watching. Um, I'm watching uh, Sense Eight. Oh. Definitely not my figure. I'm getting weight. I'm watching Sense Eight with Ale. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Really good. Uh, it's a show on Netflix, directed by the Wachowskis, who directed The Matrix. Oh, those guys. Oh wait, girls. Now girls. Just, are they both? Yes. Oh. And uh, I saw Jack. I got my guitar back finally. That's you awesome. Told me that. I put that new had, strings on it. I feel like we had this discussion. Cleaned already. it. No, um, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure we did. Oh well. Because you saw Jack like... Oh, yeah. I got my guitar back, but I was waiting to put new strings on it. Oh. Yeah. Finally put new strings on it, and I started playing it, and it sounds great. But, yeah, other than that, normal things. For episode 71 on Cyclops, (sighs) our brewery is Hidden... Brewery is Hidden Springs Ale Works. They are located at 1631 North Franklin Street in Tampa, Florida. Out of state. Three three six zero. Oh, Interesting. Yep, Florida beer. I think this is our first Florida beer. Where did you get this? I got it at Benin's. Okay. And uh, the one in Geneva, actually. Um, Thank they, God. They had it in stock. Yeah, but I did. Uh, I went to Schaumburg to get the bonus beer. So. Hmm. Um, and uh, <laughs> the the woman who was ringing me out at uh, Benny's, she's like, "Oh, this looks like a, such uh, such a cool beer." I was like, yeah, I saw it online, and it's supposed to be blah, blah, blah. I was describing it. It's like, oh, I've only tried, like, just a, I haven't even, like, been down half of those aisles in the beer. But, um, and I told her what kind of beer it is, and she's like, oh, the, those are my favorite kinds of beers. Those are pretty much the only kinds of beers that I drink. And then I told her about the podcast. And I was like, well, we're going we're gonna to drink it because um, our topic is Cyclops, and I mentioned how it works. And maybe she'll tune in and listen. So if you're listening, you've stumbled on the right podcast. This is the correct one. Benny's woman, Geneva Benny's woman. Benny's woman. Uh, there's really nothing about the brewery, both on their website or their Facebook page. They hardly have any information. Uh, but it says distributed throughout 11 Florida counties, as well as the greater Chicago area, the greater Cleveland area, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. They're proudly located in Tampa Heights. They have four year-round flagship beers and six different season sours rotated throughout the year as far as like what's canned. So four beers that are canned all year round and then six seasonal sours. But I looked on their website and they currently have like eight different sours on tap. Mm-hmm. Four lagers, three hot forward beers, four stouts, and a barley wine. So I don't understand why they say we have four beers and then six sours. Because they have way more than that. If you go to their their store where you wanna if you want to buy their beer, they have a lot to mm-hmm. choose from. They also serve wine, cider, and non alcoholic beverages. You can visit their website at HiddenSpringsAleworks.com. It also looks like HiddenSpringsAleworks.com. So if you're having a spring sale and you want to keep it on the low, that's the website to go to, HiddenSpringsAleworks. Okay. This beer is called Apple of My Eye. (laughs) Yeah. Just the one. Just the one. Many websites call this a Berliner Weiss. And that's the style we're going to talk about. But Hidden Springs Ale Works just calls this an apple pie sour. It's going to taste like apples. What's with you and... Just, ever- no, the title. 
thinking apple pie and sour together just sounds oh, gross. Yeah. App, it's just it should taste like apple juice. Um, <clears throat> but like uh, Untapped and Beer Advocate, they call it a Berliner Weiss, mm. Weiss or Weisse. Uh So I'll talk about that a little bit. This is a substyle of sour beers that dates back to the 16th century, originating in northern Germany. Fun fact. By the late 19th century, Berliner Weisse was the most popular alcoholic drink in Berlin, with up to 50 breweries producing it. By the late 20th century, there were only two breweries left in Berlin producing the beer. It's a, it's a cool style. I've had it before. Um, I mistake them for like actual... I can't tell the difference between a sour beer and a Berliner Weisse, but I, hopefully after we drink this, though, mm. it'll help me. Craftbeer.com says this. It's low in alcohol, refreshingly tart, and often served with uh, flavored syrup like woodruff or raspberry. The Berliner-style Weisse presents a harmony between yeast and lactic acid. These beers are very pale in color and may be cloudy as they are often unfiltered. Hops are not a feature of this style, but the, uh, these beers often do showcase esters. Bringing those esters back. Traditional versions often showcase Brettanomyces yeast. It's been a while since we've talked about Brettanomyces yeast. I haven't heard that in so long. Yeah. Growing in popularity in the United States, where many brewers are now adding traditional and exotic fruits to the recipe, resulting in flavorful finishes with striking colorful hues. These beers are incredible when pairing. Bitterness, alcohol, and residual sugar are very low, allowing the beer's acidity, white bread and graham cracker malt flavors to shine. Carbonation is very high, adding to the refreshment factor this style delivers. Many examples of this style contain no hops and thus no bitterness at all. So it should be low in SRM, IBU, and ABV. It's a pretty pretty chill beer. It pairs well with aged ham on pretzel bread, Havarti cheese, and cheesecake with raspberries. We have none of those things. We don't. This beer is 5.5% ABV, unknown IBU or SRM, but they should both be low. It's got no score in Beer Advocate, doesn't have an average rating of 4.18 out of 3 ratings, and I have a review. We haven't done reviews in a while. I have a Beer Advocate uh, review. I think I just gave up on them because the beers I kept picking were... They're like so niche that they niche. didn't have anything? Yeah, new, nothing to them. No reviews. It was kind of pointless. This is the only review on this beer on Beer Advocate. Oh. So I'll read it after uh, we get the beer. Check out the cam. I just want to squish ya. Look at how cool this kid is. Has he got a cape? Yeah. Looks like a Lego cape. Well, there's a Lego, some crayons, a spider, an apple. There's a Nintendo, there's a Nintendo Switch. Switch. Mario. There's a dinosaur. paw print of a bear. A tooth. There's what a beetle tooth. is this? Where? What kind of beetle is that? It looks like a, oh God, Hercules beetle. Yeah. And he's sitting on an apple. Or a rhinoceros beetle. That's the one I was thinking of, yeah. There's a T-Rex. A whole ass Tyrannosaurus Rex. And then a mushroom. Magic mushroom. It's, no, that's a one-up mushroom. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not, not a one-up one mushroom. It's, it's got the, the, the mega mushroom. The mega mushroom. Sure? Makes them bigger. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Oh. Oh, I didn't oh. like that. Don't do that. Oh. Don't exhale into the microphone. <laughs> oh. I hated that. Ooh, that uh -huh. smells nice. Uh -huh. What a pleasant way to start another set of episodes. Season, mm -hmm. whatever. Season, maybe. We've never decided. Oh, I just want to keep... 
Probably smells better in the glass. Give it the old snifferoo. Just a little bit. Oh, it's nice. Do the little fancy swirl <laughs> it. Oh, it smells incredible. It smells like apples. Oh, I could smell it all the way over here. I really hope this tastes delicious because I have not been happy with the beers lately. You've not been happy with my beers lately. I haven't been happy with my own. Oh, it smells so good. Hell yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Kishota. Um, yum, yum. You're so pretty. You're so stinking pretty. Sweet bean. So I get the, it, it smells like a caramelized apple. Very sweet. Yeah, because it smells like apple, but it also, the sourness makes it. Do you mean caramelized? No, I don't. <laughs> caramelized? <laughs> it just smells really good. It's apple, it apple pie. It smells like apple pie. You said it was going to be like apple pie. Yes. Let's try it. That's not a satisfying clink. If you hold it on the stem. Oh. Try that. That's still not <laughs> satisfying. All right. Like clicking two coconuts together. Oh, I'm about this. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little too excited. <laughs> it's not stopping me. No. Ooh. Yeah, a little accident. <laughs> mm. Oh, buddy. That's tasty. I'm going to get a napkin. <laughs> a little revved up right now. <laughs> Excuse me, that was not, uh, not, not very professional of me. I even is there cinnamon in this because I am getting apple that's, pie. Yeah, that's that's definitely. I don't know how they did it. It tastes like yeah, caramelized, caramelized potato, potato, apples, hmm. sugary apple. I will say, makes me think of apple cider vinegar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the sweet and sourness of it, funky, but it's it's very sweet. It's more sweet than sour, I think. Or at least the balance is really nice. I will say, I feel like I could get bored of this very quickly, though. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have, like, multiples mm -mm. just because it's, it's very unique and it's pleasant. It's just not, like, a beer you get drunk on. It's a beer you want to sip and enjoy. Yeah. I wonder how it tastes um, sucked through some denim jeans. Oh, please don't. <laughs> yeah, it, it... I don't know how they did it, but it's... It's apple pie in a glass. Um, speaking of this review, it's by Beer Jerk 666 from Florida. Poured from a 16 ounce can into a schnickel glass. A what? A schnickel. A schnickel <laughs> glass. What do they look like? Um, it's kind of like a wine glass, but it's bigger and a thicker. How do you spell it? Um, it's S N O with the two dots. Oh. R K E L. Schnickel. Snorkel glass. A snorkel glass. <laughs> it's spelled like snorkel. Like that? Mm-hmm. Oh. 
yeah, looks like so, the kind of glasses I, you see people in like fancy movies drinking cognac. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like a big version of that. Essentially, it's a it's a um, it's a big goblet, is what it is. So when I th- when you say goblet, I don't think glass. Uh, yeah, no, you think of like medieval goblets with like, like metal rhin- or rhinestones with, with and gems. Yeah, it weighs like eight pounds. And- and the fingers of your enemy are the are the drinking stem. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I poured it into one of those. Appearance looks like unfiltered apple juice. Sure. Thin one half sure. finger of a head that disappears. What? No what? lacing. What is? He's got it. Small fingers. That's. Do you measure it this way? <laughs> half of a finger like this. Aroma, amazing. Smells just like an apple pie. Tart, apple, cinnamon, nutmeg, vanilla. Taste follows suit with the aroma, cinnamon, vanilla, baked crust, tart, apple, and a slight saltiness. Yes, I dig it. Mouthfeel is light, sweet up front, clean apple pie flavor in the middle, tartness at the end. Overall, a sour ale that really lives up to its design. Liquid apple pie. I'm putting this at a two. Um... I'm going to give it a four. Okay. I know it can go up, though. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it will. Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. That left, like, a memorable mark on me. Yeah, just like you said, it's a great way to start off the next Whatever. Whatever we're calling Seasons. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Oh, there's more in this can. Oh, my God. Please don't spill again. <laughs> Does ever... it taste any different out of the can? I like it better in the glass. You know, you don't taste the the metal, but you know how um, when you wake up and you look at the clock and you're like, fuck, I'm going to be late for work. Oh, I don't work today. Yes, all the time. That's like, you know, one of the best feelings ever. Yes. I had that same feeling just now with the beer in this can. Really? <laughs> I was like, there's more beer in this you're can. You're not BSing me. Yes. Are you lying to me? No. You're trying to blow this out of proportion? You lying? More fake aids. Are you putting up a fake? Are you aid. casting a fake aid right now? A facade? A facades? A facade? <laughs> It'll, this will be top three. Mm. I'm confident. Mm. I already have the uh, next one picked out for mine, and I think I have my topic. I think you'll be intrigued. I'm sure. I'm always surprised with yours. Do you want to take any beer home? I have a lot of it in my fridge, and I want to get rid of it. Like beer from the last several episodes. Do you think uh, Allison would drink it? No? I'll probably bring it to work. Probably a good idea. Or give it to one of the Jacks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Those boys drink anything. Mm-hmm. Cyclops. Oh, yep. Cyclopes. Nope. Round eyes. Circle eyes. One eye. Hey, I thought that's kind of rude. Calling him one eye. Hey, one eye. Hey, one eye. One eye, one eye. Dummy doesn't have depth perception. And in Greek mythology and later Roman mythology, the Cyclops, or round eyes, are giant one-eyed creatures. Three groups of Cyclops can be distinguished in Hesiod's... Hesiod's... Theogony? Okay. Theogony. D-O-G. Theogeny. 
That's Jenny. Theo and Jenny. Perfect couple. The, <laughs> the Cyclops are the three brothers, Brontus, Steropus, steroids, and Argus, who made for Zeus his weapon, the Thunderbolt. What are you doing over there? I'm trying to work with all the shit that I spilled on my pants. Are you still pee-peeing? <laughs> it's just unpleasant. Continue. Anyways. There are different types of Cyclops. Three groups. The Hesiotic, I think. Hesiotic. The Homeric and the Wall Builders. In the... <laughs> Theogony. Uh-huh. The thingy I said. Yeah. The Cyclops are three brothers. The ones I said, because I'm not saying them again. Right. Sons of Uranus uh. and Gaia. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> In Homer's The Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Or just Odyssey. The Cyclops are an uncivilized group of shepherds. Can you imagine giant shepherds? Does that mean they have giant sheep? I think they're normal-sized sheep. That seems silly. Yeah. There's a bug. What? Yeah, there's a bug in here. Where? It's flying around. Where? Where? I think it's a gnat or a mosquito. Oh, no. I don't know why I'm whispering. Bugs can't hear. They, not, they can't hear anything? I don't think so. Oh. Maybe they can. I don't like that. That they can't hear? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's kind of upsetting. I'm very but... <laughs> upset for bugs right now. But that there's also one in here. One of whom, uh, Polyphemus, the son of Poseidon, is encountered by Odysseus. I talk about that. I'm not going into much detail. I know. I, I, trust I literally end right there. I trust you. Cyclops were also said to have been the builders of the Cycliopean. Cycliopean. Is it Cycliopean? Cyclopean? Cyclopean. Walls of. Um, Cyclopean? <laughs> of a place. My. 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 my I've heard of it. Thanks. <laughs> The Hesiodic, yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> Hesiodic Cyclops, Cyclops. These guys are the guys that made the thunderbolt for Zeus, and in doing so, they played a key role in the Greek succession myth, which told how the Titan Kronos. Have you heard of him? Remember yes. him from school? Overthrew his father Uranus, and how in turn Zeus overthrew Kronos, or Cronus. And his fellow Titans, and how Zeus was eventually established as the final and permanent ruler of the cosmos. Anytime you say Titans, I think of World of Warcraft, because I am a nerd. Oh, I always think of the Titans from the classic cartoon Hercules. Oh, I thought you were going to say the classic cartoon Teen Titans. No. Hmm. The names that uh, Hesiod gives the three brother Cyclopses that built the Thunderbolt for Zeus. Mm-hmm. Argus, which means bright, Brontus, which means thunder, and Steropus, Steropus, however you say it, which means lightning. Oh, okay. The names reflect their fundamental role as thunderbolt makers. I didn't know they were so influential in the titans and things. I don't know, man. I wasn't aware of all this history. According to the accounts of Hesiod, Hesiod... And mythographer Apollodorus, Apollodorus, the Cyclops had been imprisoned by their father, Uranus, and Zeus later freed them, and they repaid him by giving him the Thunderbolt. Uranus, huh? 
Uranus. He's, I say that a lot in this. According to Apollodorus, the Cyclops also provided Poseidon with his trident and Hades with his cape. No sorry, way. Cap of invisibility. I feel like a cap of invisibility. I feel like cape would be so much better. <laughs> What's a cap look like in <laughs> Roman a, mythology? <laughs> like a baseball cap. <laughs> <laughs> the sun's in my eyes, and, <laughs> and now I'm invisible. invisible. <laughs> Hmm. And the gods use these weapons to also help t- Zeus defeat the Titans. I don't know why I'm imagining. <laughs> like, uh, what, wait, what did Zeus get? Uh, no, uh, Poseidon got his trident. Zeus got his lightning bolt. It's like they're all filling out forms and what <laughs> items they want. And he and you see Hades is like filling out cape and like he sends his form in and like the E gets smudged or something. <laughs> so they send back a cap and he's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> That's his favorite baseball team. (laughs) I got the power of electricity. (laughs) I have a trident that can control the waves. I can't. It's my favorite sports team. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The sheep herders. Uh Uh-huh. Perfect. Um, Although the primordial... I love that word. Cyclops, cyclops of the theogony were presumably immortal. Immortal. Immortal? What's immortal? <laughs> I said immortal. Immortal. It's immortal. The 6th century BC. I can't with these fucking words. There's a lot of long names. I'm dying. Catalog of women has them being killed by Apollo. Hmm. The Cyclops' prowess as craftsman is stressed by Hesiod, who says strength and force and contrivances were in their works. Being such skilled craftsmen of great size and strength, later poets, beginning with the 3rd century BC poet Callimachus, yeah, Marcus, uh-huh. Callimachus, Imagines these Cyclops, the primordial makers of Zeus's thunderbolt, becoming the assistants of the smith god Hephaestus at his forge in Sicily under Mount Etna. Do you remember Hephaestus? How he was supposed to be deformed, but also the husband of, what's her name, Aphrodite? No, I don't. It's a lot of, a lot of Greek names that are just going right above my head. I know, right? A lot of words. The origin story of Cyclopses, at least, uh-huh. is that Uranus mated with Gaia oh. and produced 18 children. First came the 12 Damn. Titans, and then came the three one-eyed Cyclops. Uranus was busy. <laughs> <laughs> so delayed. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of um, uh, Elmo is really popular on TikTok right now. What? Why? Because <laughs> he goes on talk shows and he is like very off the cuff. It's very funny. <laughs> okay. And one of them is he's sitting at a desk next to a British talk show host or whatever, and the they're talking, kind of talking over each other. And he was and he says, "Oh, Elmo, I'm so sorry. I just I just hit you there. Something along those lines." Mm. And Elmo goes, oh, I didn't even notice. Elmo has like a delayed reaction and then <laughs> tossed himself. <laughs> Funny. Here's a little excerpt. Ooh. Then 
Gaia, Boar, the Cyclops, who have very violent hearts, Brontus and Steropes, Steropes and strong-spirited Argus, those who gave thunder to Zeus and fashioned the thunderbolt. These were like the gods in other regards, but only one eye was set in the middle of their foreheads, and they were called Cyclops. By name, since a single circle-shaped eye was set in their foreheads, mm -hmm. strength and force were in their works. After the Cyclops, Gaia gave birth to the monstrous brothers, um, hundred-handed giants. They have a much longer name, but I just don't want to say it. What the hell? They got hundred hands? I guess. What do you need all, the, all those hands for? Uranus hated his monstrous children, and as soon as each was born, he imprisoned them underground somewhere deep inside Gaina. Are you sure it's not Gina? <laughs> <laughs> Uranus, Uranus imprisoned them in Gina. That's so stupid. That's terrible. Eventually, Uranus's son, the Titan Kronos castrated him because <laughs> that's what you do he's got all kinds of problems becoming the new ruler of the cosmos that's all it takes huh <laughs> you just castrate, you just castrate your father and then you become king but he did not release his brothers that's upsetting that's rude that's rude i only pointed out we never ended up doing a live show <laughs> another one I was just thinking about yeah, that. She was like, when are you guys going to do another one? And I was like, I don't think we're going to do another one. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do another <laughs> one. I always thought Cyclops were scary because they got one eye and they're big. Um, and I usually assume they're dumb. Like, when were you first introduced to a Cyclops? Like, not like obviously in person, like face to face, but like, <laughs> like in your childhood. When did these... When did you first meet one? When did you first meet one? Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't know if it was... No, because Harry Potter, the first movie that's a troll. Mm -hmm. mm, was it? It could have been World of Warcraft because <laughs> I'm a huge nerd. I don't know. I remember learning about them in some sort of history class that I took in some kind of school that I took. Um, I don't remember if it was middle school, high school. I don't know. I don't remember. Couldn't tell you. What? But I, I didn't know they... Hercules. Hercules? He fights a Cyclops, and it was very terrifying. In the animated movie? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. But, um, yeah, I didn't know they were so mm, influential in, in history. I just thought they were, like, like, just scary, dumb things. In Homer, things. the Cyclops were cannibals, living a rude pastoral life in a distant land. Traditionally, Cecily. 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 I'd like to go there someday. Sicily? Yeah. Or just Italy? Oh, yeah, Sicily. I guess. We talked about the brothers who did the lightning bolt. Right. Other authors decided that they would be workmen of Hephaestus. And along that storyline, it is said that Apollo killed them for making the thunderbolt that slew his son, Asclepius. <laughs> Asclepius. <laughs> Uranus and his Dinah. <laughs> You got Asclepius walking around. <laughs> God damn it. Asclepius. I'm going to make that my new screen name. I think I'm done. Sure. Yes. All, I, all I have to talk about is um, uh, the Odyssey and the interaction with 
Cyclops and the yeah. Odyssey. I'm done. I'm done. <clears throat> I'm finished. And I'm finished now. All right. So I'll be reading the story of how Odysseus, or Ulysses, uh, it's the same person, Ulysses and Odysseus. Ulysses, apparently in Latin. It's the hero of that epic poem, The Odyssey, we all had to read in high school, and how he fooled the Cyclops Polyphemus. Or Polyphemus. Poly... Polyamorous? Polyphemus. Odysseus and his men are on their way home from Troy, following the Trojan War. However, they're driven off course by storms. Seeing an island off in the distance, they decide to approach it to see if it might provide them with any shelter and safety. Coming ashore at an island close to the land of the Cyclopes. That's it. Cyclopes. It's Cyclops. If you added an E at the end of Cyclops and then switched the E and the S. Okay. Cyclopes. Odysseus notes that it would be a good land for agriculture, a good harbor for ships, and a place with plenty for hunting. But the Cyclopes... Cyclopes? Cyclopes. I don't know if it's Cyclopes or Cyclopes. (laughs) No, that's something else. That one's worse. I have no... I'm going to just keep saying Cyclopes. 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 They have no ships and can't take advantage of all this. This is our first suspicion that there's something uncivilized about these Cyclopes. Cyclopes. Odysseus insists on crossing over and visiting the inhabitants, whose fires he can see. He wants to know who's there in the land of the Cyclopes. He and his men find an unattended cave filled with cheese, milk, lambs. I think it's just lamb. Plural of lamb. Lamb. Milking implements. Everything in perfect order. A shepherd's dwelling. I showed her my milking, my milking implements. Implement. <laughs> hey, girl, let me see the milking implements. <laughs> they take the cheese, they fill up, and against the advice of his men, Odysseus has them wait for the return of the inhabitant. Odysseus is hoping to receive from this inhabitant, whoever he might be, a guest gift, the proper token of hospitality. What? What a, a white man thing to think. What a mistake. The inhabitant turns out to be a massive cyclops. His name is Polyphemus, or Polyphemus. Poly, pol, Poly, polymorphous. Polyphemus. 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 <laughs> a son of the sea god Poseidon. Poseidon. Please don't. As a cyclops, he has one round eye in the middle of his forehead. He enters the cave with his flocks. Closes the entrance of the cave with a huge stone so large, the poet tells us, that 22 wagons couldn't bulge it. 23 probably could, but definitely not 22. Polyphemus, as soon as he notices Odysseus and his men, asks who they are. Bad manners, apparently. (laughs) Odysseus tells him they're on their way home from Troy. No names. It reminds Polyphemus about proper hospitality. We're travelers. Don't you owe us a gift? He then tells his first useful lie. Odysseus telling the Cyclops that their ship is nowhere to be found. It was destroyed on the rocks. Polyphemus scoffs at this idea of hospitality, snatches up several of Odysseus's men, smashes their heads on the rocks, rips them limb from limb, and eats them. That seems aggressive. Not very hospitable. 
This is a tight spot, and only through considerable trickery does Odysseus get most of his men out. As the Cyclops sleeps, Odysseus thinks seriously about killing the monster, even feeling for the place in his chest where he might stab him. But the problem is obvious. That would leave them trapped in the cave. He and his men prepare a sharp stake, rolling an olive log in the fire to sharpen it. The next evening, as the Cyclops eats several more men, Odysseus offers him some of the powerful wine he's brought with him, a gift for the Cyclops, in the true spirit of Xenia. I don't know what that is. What do you spell? It's in bold, though, um, in italics. It's X-E-N-I-A. It's a city in Ohio. All right. The true (laughs) spirit of it, city in Ohio. Hospitality. Ancient Greek concept of hospitality. Okay. It is so powerful, it is meant to be mixed with water. 20 parts water to one part wine. But Polyphemus, uncivilized as he is, drinks it down unmixed, quickly gets drunk, asking for more. Only now does Odysseus introduce himself by name, telling the Cyclops that his name is Nobody. As the Cyclops is passing out drunk, he promises a guest gift in return for the wine. Since Odysseus, Nobody, Gave him the wine, he'll eat nobody last, as the guest gift. Spitting up gobbets of human flesh along with the wine, the Cyclops falls asleep, and Odysseus and his men go to work, driving the stake into Polyphemus' eye. Uh Here is how Odysseus tells the story to the Phaeacians. Phaeacians. Hoisting high that olive stake with its stabbing point, straight into the monster's eye, they rammed it hard. I drove my weight on it from above and bored it home as a shipwright bores its beam with a shipwright's drill that men below whipping the strap back and forth. Will and the drill keeps drifting faster, never stopping. So we seized our stake with its fiery tip and bored it, round and round in the giant's eye, till blood came boiling up around that smoking shaft, and the hot blast singed his brow and eyelids round the core, and the broiling eyeball burst. Its crackling roots blazed and hissed, as a blacksmith plunges a glowing axe a days in an ice-cold bath, and the metal screeches steam, and its temper hardens. That's the iron strength. So the eye of the cyclops sizzled round that stake. Are you finally done? That was intense. That's how I imagine Odysseus sounds when he's telling a story. Okay. You're welcome. Just trying to stay true to the story. I'm glad that I felt that, honestly. A vivid passage. We feel we're there with him. (laughs) The Cyclops cries out in pain, and his friend's fellow Cyclopes ask what's bothering him. Nobody, he says. Nobody is killing me. His friends let it go at that. The final trick for Odysseus is the escape from the cave. The blinded Polyphemus feels all over the cave for these men, but doesn't find them. They're still trapped inside. Odysseus comes up with one more clever scheme to get them out. He and his men cling to the undersides of the sheep and rams. As Polyphemus sends them out to pasture, he feels over the top and misses them on the underside. Odysseus has shown tremendous resourcefulness and not a little restraint in getting free. Another Homeric hero might have gone ahead and killed the Cyclops, entombing them all within the cave. Another might have failed to consider the other Cyclopes coming to his aid, but this demonstrated a lot of forethought and cleverness. But the adventure doesn't end there. 
Back on his ship, making his way to safety, Odysseus can't help calling out to the Cyclops. He yells once, taunting him, and the Cyclops hurls a large chunk of a mountain out at the ship. He misses, throwing it beyond the ship and driving it back to the shore. Odysseus is getting ready to shout at the Cyclops again, and his men say, Please stop, no more. But against his crew's advice, Odysseus taunts the Cyclops again, now telling who it was that got the better of him. If anyone asks you who got the better of you, says Odysseus, who shamed you? Tell them it was Odysseus, son of Laertes, from Ithaca. The Cyclops picks up another chunk of stone, hurls it at them, this time missing short, driving the ship farther out to sea in safety. But Odysseus has given the Cyclops enough information to call down upon him and his men a curse. That is exactly what he does. He asks his father, Poseidon, to destroy Odysseus and his ships, or at least make sure that Odysseus, if he makes it home, gets there all alone and finds trouble awaiting him there. Thus... In this final taunting of the Cyclops, we see that Odysseus is unable to distance himself completely from the values dear to the um, Iliadic heroes. Iliadic heroes. He feels the need to identify himself to the Cyclops so others will know of his skill and cunning. He can't let the act remain anonymous, and in his hubris, he pays a price for it. That's the story of how Odysseus fooled a Cyclops. And that's my section. I loved it. It was fan freaking tastic. It seriously, it's it tastes like apple pie. It tastes just like apple pie. You're right. No hyperbole. And what's even better? Hyperbole. Is I think we have enough time for the bonus beer. No. That I think you're gonna love. Uh uh uh. Yeah, beer was fantastic. Very appley, very pie y. Delish. What about you? was very good but like i said i wouldn't have multiple of them i think i'd just get bored of it sure i mean it's a nice treat you know mm, it's very sweet have one every now and then but it is like genuine to its flavor you know mm-hmm. like it says apple that shit tastes like apple got a lot of apples yeah wouldn't be surprised if it's brewed with actual apples it's very good i liked it a lot yeah Ow. And they, they did the thing right to where they made it taste not just like apples. They made it taste like apple pie mm-hmm. with the cinnamon and the vanilla and the pie crust. It's like, I don't know how they did it. You sound like Seinfeld. And the apple and the pie crust and yeah. the, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's it's great. Um, pick up some if you can find it. It's they're, they're at a lot of a lot of bennies around. I think I, like I said, I got this at the Geneva ones. It's pretty common. So apple to my eye. From Hidden Springs Ale Works. <laughs> Our website, beerandfearcast.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, TikTok. We're uh, at Beer and Fearcast. Uh, you can email us, beerandfearcast at gmail.com, or go to our website, click I... on the About page, and then you can send us a message. Oh, I almost got the trying bug. to catch that bug. I saw you. And then our episodes are released every single Wednesday at noon. Uh, save for the two episodes that I couldn't do that with, but usually every Wednesday at noon, Central Time, Illinois time. Check us out. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you can find podcasts. Yeah. We are there. Beer and Fear. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Grab some of this beer. It's amazing. Watch Hercules. And 